Hello everyone, welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Today, instead of talking about traditional filmmaking, we're going to put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. That's right, today we're going to talk music videos. Many filmmakers and directors have cut their teeth making music videos, such as Spike Jones, David Fincher, and Michelle Gondry, to name a few. Uh, so the three of us picked three music videos that we each wanted to highlight this week. Hey guys! Welcome. Welcome to the music video show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited for this. This was fun. Yeah, I'm, it was fun. I'm excited for us to do it again, too, because it, it was hard is, to choose. This is the most work I've had to do for a show in a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners may not know that we chose five at the beginning and realized that to go through 15 music videos in 50 minutes would be an insane thing to do. Ludicrous. So instead, we pared it down to a reasonable three each, <laughs> yes. which still might be a problem. But you know we what? T- we t- tightened it up. We tightened it right up. Tight, just just cinched it as a group together. We it was it's so tight it's like an OK Go music video. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hi oh. Um. All right. Speaking of, let's get this dang old thing started. Uh, Jeremy, what is your first choice that you want uh, to? Bring to our attention. So I would like to, I would like to note that I'm not doing this in any particular order, mm. other than the way I wrote it down. But um, I forced these two this week to watch "Needing and Getting" by OK Go. Have either of you heard the song or seen the video before? Um, so I haven't. And after watching the music video, can I tell? Can I even hum a tune of the song? No, I can't. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, Sean, Sonia. Uh, I have heard the song. I had never seen the video. Was very impressed. Okay. Um, as we all know, I think we kind of made a rule that there'd be one, only one OK Go video because there's there's just so darn many to talk about. Well, at um, this point, are they just like vi- filmmakers that sometimes do music as well? Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, what? Yeah, is, well, they, where's their? They, what is? Where? How are they? Fit? How uh, do they fit? They've talked about having like like they do the band stuff and then they also just have like I think it's literally like a warehouse where they just do whatever they want. And some of that comes out and some of it doesn't. And I think there's also some, like, hangable art that comes out of that as well that mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with. But, um, yeah, OK Go always does really weird and kind of cool music videos. I, I don't know how you guys feel about music videos in general, um, but they're kind of unimportant to me <laughs> in a very big way. That's uh, funny. Which I think is a weird thing. Like, I think I am the odd man out uh, in that situation, not only on the show, but on the planet. But um, uh, I, I'm always just sort of interested in things that, like, uh, sort of, you know, alter the presentation of the song or uh, do something that, I mean, for a long time was just like, oh, this is like a really cool thing to do in a music video. Um, so for those not familiar, Needing and Getting is where they outfit and design this car and racetrack. Uh, call it play. by its name, a Chevy Sonic. Oh, thank you. I had because it's I, basically a Chevy Sonic commercial. It a hundred percent is, and I didn't even I couldn't even have told you any Me information neither. about what the car. I was like, it has four wheels and a, and four seats. Like that's about as much. I'm pretty sure but, it was um, silver. <laughs> I think it was silver. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they they make this 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 car instrument thing where it has all these levers that pull arms out of the car and then hit different like pianos or guitars or other sound making objects on a racetrack as the lead singer sings the song which is just kind of crazy and the first time i saw it it was mind-blowing and i looked up it was if it was fake and it wasn't 
uh, and it's just crazy impressive. Well, yeah, yeah, because basically, so they're like singing the song and then also making sounds within the car. And then there are like the things protruding from the car that are hitting like pianos and other things that they drive mm-hmm. past. But the part that I find so amazing is like, how the heck did they time this out? And how do they make sure the car's going the right speed? Like, how do they make sure they get to the right point at the right time? There must have been so much math involved. And to me, that's perhaps the most impressive part is the math. Uh, Yeah, I did. On first watch, I was like, at what... What are the chances that any of this audio was actually created on the on the day? Mm. And then when I researched it, I realized that they act, all of it was legit made, um, not in one take, as it said, no. but like over four days, but still very incredible. Yeah. And they like, yeah, as you said, had a computer program that times like what speed limit they should be going at which uh, particular interval. So, and then he trained for a couple days as, with some stunt drivers to, like, figure out his route. And, yeah, it was, like, via work. They really put it in. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also talked about, I guess, one of the big problems was that the way the course was, because they would, like, build stuff up and take it down, right? Like, they're going in the same big loop again and again. Um, but uh, some of the speeds that they had to, like, go around a given corner were, like, way too fast, and he was not comfortable. So they would have to, like, build it up or, like, figure out another way for him to... And uh, there's one interview where he's like, I thought I was going to kill them, for sure. Like, he he didn't think he could keep it under control. But again, like, the math dictated that it was possible. Crazy. Um, what'd you guys think of it? I thought it was so neat. I was really struck by the amount of pianos. Yeah. <laughs> that they just strew by the side of a road. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. it was it was very incredible, and there's uh, like a you know the OK Go videos. If you start thinking about the logistics involved, it really does boggle your mind. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is no exception for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Um, what did you guys watch? Thank well, you for you guys make thank you watch. for that, Sonia. What do you got? Um, okay, so I think the first video that I'll talk about is honestly, I think, a classic. Um, It's Radiohead's Just from 1995. Yeah. Directed by Jamie Thraves. Never heard of him, but apparently he made some movies. (laughs) Um, But basically what happens in the video is you see Radiohead playing in this apartment, and then you see this man in a suit walking down the street, and then all of a sudden he stops and he lies on the ground. And then all these people come, and this one man in particular is like, why are you lying on the ground? And the man's like, I can't tell you. Um, and so it's, I don't know. I think it's a pretty classic music video. The first time I ever saw it was on the show uh, Pop-Up Video, which some folks may remember from the past. Love, love that. Um, and so, and I remember, I've always just wondered, like, what does the man say? Because eventually at the end, he tells them why he's laying down and then everyone else lays down. But it's but cut it in such a way. Subtitles. Yes, so yeah. there's subtitles the whole time, and then when he tells them why he's laying down, there are no subtitles, and they cut away so that you couldn't even like lip read it. Um, and so it's one of the great mysteries, I think. And then uh, it just ends with that beautiful overhead shot of everyone just lying on the ground. Mm-hmm. It is a really, it's a really beautiful and affecting video. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Tom York is looking like 
Clay Aiken <laughs> at the <laughs> like he looks bizarre. He makes yeah, some he really be- funny facial expressions. He, he Benjamin buttoned for some time there, I think. Yeah. Like where he aged and now is de-aging almost. But But yeah, what did you guys think? Um, I love it. Uh, the costuming and like the tone of the street people is so vintage and like beautiful. And I just love the way that they're shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the actual like band performing is very music video style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really, uh, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And the, apparently this was an idea. Justin Thrace had this idea for a short film anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, maybe this would fit with a, a weirdo Radiohead film. And it did. It really did. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm o- I, I always feel like I can engage more with something where, like, the band isn't part of the mm. narrative, um, which is a, like, this is a, a 10 out of 10 example of that, just because, like, clearly they could have done everything without the band, you know, on a different day. Like, they could have been totally different. Um, but uh, I... I, I don't know of any other example where they use the subtitles so well. Mm. And uh, I actually had to watch it a couple times to like listen and then like watch and read and then like listen and watch and read. Um, so it, it was really cool. Um, and also they didn't do what could have been a disaster of using Tom York as like the main guy. Yeah. yeah. I think that would have been dumb. Or like, I would have been really, really cheesy. Yeah. I um, agree. Do you guys have a theory about what he says? Uh, it was something about 2020 <laughs> and wow. what was going to happen. Yeah, that's what it was. He knows he knows about what the end of the year has to come, like whatever the meteor that hits or whatever the thing that's coming is. And uh, that's what he told them. No, nah, he probably was like, <laughs> um, I, because a, a guy is guessing. He's like, what is it that like... Um, the like nothingness of life what are you thinking about and he's like no not that yeah um so i feel like it could be something very like simple and maybe sillier do you think it's just like lying down is really good for your lumbar <laughs> yeah and everyone's like oh okay i think i think it, it sort of doesn't matter what he's saying i think the point is that we all have this like um intense desire for the truth the quote-unquote truth even if it's like harmful to us or even if we'd be better off not knowing um i kind of think that's what it's about slash maybe it's just it's like just to make you obsess over what he says I don't yeah know. it's very like what did bobby joe or bobby gentry throw into the tallahatchie bridge right like off of it it's like right. it doesn't honestly matter it's just like the mythology is so mm-hmm. much better yeah, exactly all right i'm gonna talk about a film from 1997 called Beautiful People by Mr. Marilyn Manson. Wow. Ooh, you guys. Mm-hmm. Ookie spooky. Ookie spooky. I was 10 years old when I first saw this. I, just... I, I felt it was so tame. Well, <laughs> maybe by today's standards. but I think so. Because um, honestly, watch any opening montage to American Horror Story and kind of these gr- images are basically there. Uh, mm. They Yeah, they owe... Floria Sigismondi, some money for that. <laughs> uh, she is a director. She has directed a f- a many, many music videos. One that I almost did was Christina Aguilera's Fighter, which is a, I really like that music video. And it's also just sort of disturbing and eerie and just like beautiful images, but also is kind of Is that the one with the like spider lady? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I almost did that one too. 
And she's done like David Bowie, Sigur Ross, uh, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> you know, all the, other all the such <laughs> other such indie darlings. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the images are so they're like fascist. They're like medical creepy. Mm. They're just like really disturbing. The tall ballerinas. Oh, oh no no no! God. It's a no from me on those tall it's a ballerinas. Full no. Uh, do you guys remember, and maybe 10-year-old Sean, I remember, like, I think it was on Entertainment Tonight, and it was like, we're talking about Marilyn Manson, and it was like this whole thing about how scary, and he was, like, on the show, like, being normal, but dressed up as he usually was, but, uh, do you guys think, like, it was in reaction to the videos more than the music? The music's pretty creepy, too, but he is yeah. so... He's so intelligent, and like, I n- now I realize and why I was so fascinated because he's just so he does he's like drag, he's horror, he's punk, he's mm-hmm. like he's a big mixture of things that I really appreciate now. But at the time, I was very fascinated and disturbed by. Um, yeah, yeah. I also I th- didn't really get into his music. No offense, Mr. Madsen. Mm. <laughs> I think he's okay with that. I think, he, he's I think he wants everybody mm-hmm. to do what they want. Um, yeah, I think I think Marilyn Manson as like a, a commentary on North American culture and then the way that our culture has responded to him is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remember, but after Columbine happened, one of the like narratives was that because the shooter was a Marilyn Manson fan, that this music had like inspired him to be more violent. And I think, I think it just he, like Marilyn Manson is such an important figure in sort of the way our culture has responded to things that are like challenging and dark. And um, yeah, I don't know. I find him to be really fascinating, and I feel like he got a really bad rap there for a while. Um, when actually, but, you're right, Sean. He's like a brilliant artist. And mm-hmm. he, I remember he was on. He was featured in Bowling for Columbine, mm-hmm. and he just like very intelligently and articulately spoke about how fear like will drive people to do things and really cause people to do a witch hunt for him Mm -hmm. uh when it's just totally misdirected and Mm -hmm. yeah uh and i I think it's also interesting because like i can like especially in hindsight right but uh i remember um oh give me a moment like uh everything my chemical romance had done years later was like over and above but on that line right so like literally paving the way for like these other Mm -hmm. acts that again feature like something pretty visually crazy i think it probably must have happened with kiss right like this whole thing has must must have just cycles with these different let's not pretend kiss had anything to do with this i I, they must have (laughs) i don't uh, know Um, but there is something just so like visual yeah uh, like him in like a g-string and like pantyhose on mtv music awards uh like it's just so i don't know he's just he's so punk and he really he really did a cultural reset at the time yeah it was a cultural reset it fully was (laughs) um okay let's leave mr manson behind Mm -hmm. jeremy what's your next one uh, it's, it's from a, a little known band. Not a lot of people know it. It's called Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a video that like, I think 80 people have seen called Take On Me. Oh, this, the Aha uh-huh um, moment. Yeah. Uh, but in actuality, uh, I don't know how many millions of views this video has. It also, have you guys seen the literal version 
Of it's like this. billions. It's like over a billion. Uh, when when we're at some other point, look up the literal version of this song, and it's just a man singing about exactly what happens in the video. Oh. Um, the, that's the video fun. depicts uh, uh, a lady in a cafe who seems to be a comic artist of some sort, and uh, she's drawing these band members in, uh, I think it's, is it pen or pencil? I don't know. It's, it's very graphically drawn. Yeah. And uh, they come to life, and uh, reality and life become one in this amazing, incredible for the time video, which made use of... Uh, rotoscoping so they just filmed them dancing and then drew over top uh which you know sounds a lot less sexy but it still uh it still works you guys must have seen this before oh yeah oh this is this is the 80s this song paired with this Mm -hmm. video is like everything essential boiled down to one thing Mm -hmm. and uh it does have some kind of like sort of uh who framed roger rabbit-esque story where people aren't supposed to be you know, in reality or in, you know, there's some cool art that goes along with that. What do you guys think of this thing? I think it's like, it's pretty iconic. To me, Mm -hmm. it's like one of the first music videos that I think I ever saw. Um, Again, probably on pop-up video, which is really funny. Um, (laughs) It is, I don't know. I kind of was like, I the whole time I was kind of trying to figure it out like I was like what is this comic about like why are these guys with wrenches chasing them why yeah, the I wrenches don't know I was specifically just, I had a lot of questions and also though one of my very favorite things is that when she's in the cafe there's a poster behind her that just says ice cold milk I also <laughs> noticed that I'm like why are you advertising how cold your milk is and that made me laugh a lot but I also the video like covering important. up yeah, it's got to be covering up something else. It's you so guys. Funny. There was a character There's... that I appreciated too, the waitress, um, mm. where she discovered that she had left and she angrily crumples up the comic book. She does so much face acting. Yeah, she does she's a lot like, of face acting. Uh, you guys, mm. this thing has over a billion views. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's, I, I didn't. It's I like didn't one of the top five like most viewed music videos. That's incredible. It's um, amazing. But yeah, I picked it just because it's kind of cool, and I think it was, in its time, it was certainly the first time anything like this had been, you know, tossed around the way it was. But uh, the amount of work, I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, there's like 3,000 frames or something. Yeah, a lot. so much, so much. Um, The part where, what do you make of this? When he gets into our world, and mm-hmm. then he just slams against the hallway each side for conservatively a full minute just back and <laughs> forth slamming 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 well because he's she... like stuck as cartoon he can't he can't like get to flesh again i is I he trying to shake a... off his that's his what i thought pencil i always assumed it was a painful switching you know like yeah not, not unlike the hulk as he like changed or didn't change or you know that whole thing that's but, what i thought uh, I also think that like this falls in line with like a very eighties uh, like punch dancey sort of <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, footloose mm. sort of thing where you emote through dance in a big way, you know, and that's what he chose or was told to do. No hallway was safe in the eighties. No <laughs> holes no, everywhere. That's why they always go out to the forest to the warehouse to punch dance. <laughs> it's because you don't want to you don't want to create any holes or anything. So around. true. Yeah. How does it end again? Are they together at the end? They become together. She hooks up yeah. with a comic book man. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> That's real cool. Okay. <laughs> Sonia, what's your next one? My next one is、um, from 2003, and it is Johnny Cash's cover of the Nine Inch Nails song Hurt, aka probably the saddest music video in existence. It's very、um, sad. It's extremely sad. So it was made in February of 2013, and it features.、Um, Well, it's filmed at the,、um, the old Johnny Cash Museum, which has,、um, at the time, and I think still, was closed for a long time. So it was very dilapidated and run down. And we see Johnny Cash sitting at a piano, and he's just like so haggard and he's very frail.、Um, he was 71 when this was filmed.、Um, and it just features like all these shots of. Decaying fruit and、um, religious imagery, and all these, but then all these images from his life and career.、Um, and it's sort of just this like really complex retrospective. And what's really interesting about this video is that it, so it was filmed in February.、Um, it features a few shots of his wife, June Carter Cash, who obviously he had a really complex relationship with.、Um, she died in May, so like three months after it was filmed, and then he died in September. So it's this really interesting encapsulation of someone at the end of a very notorious and complex life. And I just think it's so beautiful. What did you guys think? Yeah, it totally was like very memento mori, like、mm-hmm. with all of just, yeah, the, the rotting fruit. And yeah, just like the, it was, to me, it was like, yeah, a glimpse of someone that grew up notorious in the public eye, but just didn't die young, which it seems like、mm-hmm. everyone else did. Like he just like kept living and just kind of,、uh, you know, really turned into, I don't know, he was like, He was so shaky and he was just a. It was really dark to see him at the end of his life.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am always curious the motivations, especially since it is a cover and like, like there is already like movement behind the song and everything. But I would re- I, maybe you do know Sonya. I don't know if he ever spoke, but like, did he hear that and want to make that? Or did somebody approach him? Or, but like, it like, was his like, idea. I know he wanted to cover it, but he did want to cover it there in that way and everything? or? I think so. I think he had、okay. quite a lot of artistic control over the video.、Mm-hmm. And I know that I read something about how Trent Reznor,、um, obviously the lead singer or like the leader of Nine Inch Nails,、um, was really unsure about him covering it just because he was like, I can't really imagine this. And then he said that when he saw the video, he was just like weeping and blown away because、mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's so powerful. And I, and I do remember it again being like a big moment because it was just like, because、uh, people were talking about it, you know, and it's just like, oh, he covered this Nine Inch Nails song. And it's like, what did you just say to me? Yeah, exactly. Like, what was that? <laughs> like, huh? How did that? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the words that you just said. But、um, I mean, it's incredibly powerful. And、mm-hmm. it's been used, you know, in sort of that vein in a lot of other ways as well.、Um, and I think quite successfully. I mean, You know, that sort of thread has flowed through.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read, some, I read some commentary that it addresses, like, sort of the contradictions or, like, the paradox of Johnny Cash, like, just how he was this icon of, like, immense fame and joy and, like, fun, and then also was this, you know, really dark, tortured、mm. person. And I just find that so compelling. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I could watch this video a million times and feel different ways about it. 
Yeah, reading the comments, everyone was like, everyone was crying. Yeah, <laughs> I can't time. not cry. I think I've seen it a hundred times and I cry every time. And have you guys seen the remake of it? No. They asked, like, I don't, a person for, for per frame to redraw it. This was years and years ago. So there's a version where, like, every single frame is redrawn by a different individual. Wow. And it was, like, it was, like, very, like, well, there's thousands of frames, right? So they needed just anyone to, I may, uh, no, I came to it late. I know a few people who drew frames, I think, that are in. Cool. But, yeah. Wow. Check it out. Um, yeah. And also, this filmmaker, or this, the guy that did this music video, uh, did a very successful crossover. Cause he also directed Never Let Me Go and One Hour Photo. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then also directed a screen music video. Wow. Like, which is like the most expensive music video ever. <laughs> which we yeah, actually wow. should have maybe done, but I wasn't that <laughs> interested, honestly. Yeah, fair. Um, all right. Well... Let's give you a chance to watch a few of these masterpieces while we hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be talking more iconic music videos in a moment, but first we'll play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people! Wow, 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 wow! You did it. You did it, John. It totally worked. It totally worked. Uh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend actually quite a bit of time this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen or heard of. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes, yes I think so. Okay. This week's title is Stranger in Paradise. Now, I need two things from each of you. I need you to tell me who the artist of this music video is and generally what you think the music video is about. Okay. 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 I think Stranger in Paradise is a Duran Duran song. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is a sequel to... The video for, um, oh no, <laughs> I forget what it's called, but there's, maybe it's the Rio, where they're, the, where they're on a sailboat, yeah. Yeah, that's Rio. Uh, okay. As Hungry Like the Wolf is what I was going to oh, say. okay, no, I was thinking of Rio. <laughs> I think it's a sequel to the Rio video, and then they're on um, a, a tropical island, and they meet some strangers. Ooh. Ah, very good, thank you. <laughs> All right, Sean? You look like you're like headed down. It looks like you're writing, like you're marking. I was right. I absolutely wrote it down. Yeah. Wow. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so I wrote I down a lot of good ideas. I believe that um, this is uh, a Jimmy Buffett music video, and it's sort of um, a fan submissions by a bunch of parrot heads uh, that send in their own clips of what they'd like for his song "Stranger in Paradise," and it's just it's really. It gets all the people in there. You can ba basically smell the rum from the music video. It's beautiful. That sounds great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That's those both sound. Uh, you're both, of course, incorrect uh, oh. as per usual. But uh, you know, what are we gonna do? I was gonna say incorrect in no way, shape, or form, but that doesn't make any sense. Oh, double uh, negative us until we win. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that might be, that might be an easier way to get points. Um, okay. So this is under contention. This is, this is this is this is not official. I want to be above board about that. So this is uh, this claims to be the first music video ever created. 
uh, from 1956. And it is, of of course, Tony Bennett's Stranger in Paradise. Uh, He was filmed walking along the Serpentine in Hyde Park, London in 1956. And somebody set that to his song, Stranger in Paradise, which was then viewed on Dix Clark American Bandstand. Wow. And that could be the first music video. But it's like as a fan. As, it's like a fan edit. I love it. That's true. Uh, as far as I can tell, he doesn't sing. Like it's not that. Like he's just walking, and the music is playing, and that uh, is quite possibly the first music video. That's wow. wild. Yeah, and Tony Bennett uh, is still with us. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. So just singing with Lady Gaga all the time. All right, uh, you guys. Um, the game is, of course, lovingly brought to us by standing at eight over 850 laying down Tony Bennett's soul <laughs> or if you just piled them yeah, cloned and piled them you know oh uh, the sound that would make the Kramer IMAX theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center you guys I've got tickets for Wednesday <gasps> yeah yay I'm so I'm, I'm terrified to go I'm gonna wear gloves and a mask the whole time and just like like hold my arms to my body um friends of the there. show and other uh station DJ Eric Hill went at mm-hmm. nine in the morning. Ah. Oh, God. Man, that sounds awesome. You got a breakfast uh, and a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Kramer IMAX, I'm coming. I'm coming in hot, and I'm, I'm going to watch that Tenet movie that you're going to put on that big screen, and it's going to be the best. I'm and you're totally you. going to know what's going on. It's, it's <laughs> I'll be able to figure it out, obviously. And, <laughs> and seriously, uh, they only let 30 people in, and that's not a terrible... No. amount of people no. so if you're maybe uneasy about going the imax might be a really great place to kind of oh there's ease into it. more there's two tony bennett's for each every person <laughs> it's true <laughs> Whew. anyway All i right. can't wait i'm so excited well thank you for that jeremy yeah we gotta get back into it because i've got a hot little number waiting for us now this is from 2002 and this is called Dirty, with two Dirty. R's. Dirty, by Christina Aguilera, uh, directed by David LaChapelle. What is your guys' relationship with this music video? Uh, I'll start. Yeah, you start. Um, I saw it for the first time the other day. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, That's 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm not confident that I've heard that song before. Wow. Um, unless it was, like, in something. You, like, experienced a different... Like child reality right. than I, did. I, re- I I definitely did a hundred percent. But um, yeah, um, I I feel like at some point in time, not unlike artists featuring another artist, like that whole movement, if you want to call it. But at some point in time, conceptually, people started thinking about the music video at the same time as the song. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think when that happened, my enjoyment began to decline. <gasps> oh. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, I mean, clearly there's a ton going on, you know, cho- choreography-wise, it's incredible. Like, there's so much happening 100% of the time in this boxing arena. In this warehouse. Arena. This it's a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, like, like yeah. Um, but, um, you know, like, it's, it's, it's visually stunning. I have no idea what it has to do with the music or what the song has to do with anything. But, uh, you know, like it's, it's got quite a bit going on, like a a lot going on. So I saw this when I was first, when I was 15, it is when I came, it came out. 
And this was a way for, you know, very Mickey Mouse Club at the time, Christina Aguilera, to sort of control her image, uh, push her sexuality, and like literally shock, like blew everyone's brains out with this. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, everyone was completely shocked. This was before think pieces were a thing. People were doing think pieces. <laughs> yeah. See, like- and with. That, see, in that context is incredible, because now it makes complete sense, right? Like, now it's like, oh, absolutely. Like, Yeah, right. I'm just, that's ha- partly why I'm so baffled that you've never heard it or seen it before, because I feel like it was such a controversy when it came out. Everyone was so shocked. You know, and like, I was, I'm going to talk about this with, with my next video as well, but I think it's really interesting some of the stuff, some of the conversation we're seeing around uh, WAP right now, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Um... Because it's like, this is a conversation we've been having since, what is it, Sean, 2003? Like, 2002, like, yeah. Like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't, isn't it WAP? I don't know. They kind of say, <laughs> okay. I feel weird saying it. I know, I feel weird saying that. Okay, word, okay. I swear We're that's how they say it. Tread carefully. I know. No, it's fine. I, was just, I, was, I just need to be educated here. I, but they kind of, anyway. But it's yeah. the same, that same thing of like a woman 100% owning and choosing to flaunt her sexuality and it caused such a stir like i remember my parents being so horrified by this music video and like what i associate it with and i'm interested to see if you guys have this recollection is literally grinding at high school dances (laughs) truly Um, i don't know if you guys remember grinding but it was a big deal for a while there Oh, I would love to get some early footage of Sonia <laughs> initiating the grind. Oh my um, God. The understatement of this century is on Wikipedia. It's like describing the video. It said the song is about sexual activities. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because like this song, like this video is literally filthy. Grime mm. everywhere. Sweat, bodily fluids, hair, drenched hair. Uh, why, why, why are they boxing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why she's boxing a luchadora also. It's like, that's uh, a wrestler. And there's it, just like it, so much fetish imagery. Yeah. And like body worship and mud wrestling and furries. And it's just like chaps. packed in. Chaps. Yeah. Oh, we got chaps. I'm pretty it's sure dense. Christina Aguilera is the reason I have my nose pierced. Oh, absolutely. Did I want to get dreads? Yes. Yeah. I like that was wrong. And that was wrong. That was wrong. And that was wrong of Christina to teach us that. And oh. we know better now. But at the time, boy, did we want them. And like, this is the first time I probably saw the um, slut drop initiated, mm. if I may say that. Uh, yeah. Shot, could you go into detail exactly what that So it's entails? when a performer just like basically hits the ground whilst they still are on their feet and then sort of oh. just like. Uh, and then we'll do a, a snappy like a leg a leg movement. It's very it's v- extremely sexy. It gives you yeah. quite quite the flash. It's hard to do, also. Oh, very! You'll blow a, you you'll what. blow a knee out. You'll blow a knee. <laughs> um, yeah. So the director David LaChapelle is like a queer photographer, videographer, and his work is kind of along these themes anyway. And so it was a good mix for him but yeah it was a uh, it was quite the explosion at the time and actually weirdly i remember being a teen and being like 
why is everyone like so worked up? Like, yeah, normal. Like, this is how we this act. Is cool. Yeah. As I'm like literally reading in a library, but I'm like, this right. is how kids are. And then like now me, I'm like, yeah. oh my god. I know. Yeah. And then I think of like 14 year olds dancing to the song, and I'm like, that's not appropriate. Like that is shocking. But I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, would I have loved to be an extra in that freak show like warehouse? Yes, oh 100%. God. Dream roll. <laughs> Dream roll, exactly. All right. We got to move it along. Jeremy, mm-hmm. what is your last What's your last one? Uh, mine is, uh, there's actually two videos, but I'm going to talk about their live video because that's the better one. Um, and it's, uh, it's called Bear Claws by The Academic. And uh, if you have not seen this video, you definitely should because it's hella cool. Um, so uh, they made it, and released it live on Facebook, which has a 30-second or 20-second delay. And then they rebroadcast the live feed behind them. And so uh, they they play this. It's just essentially just the chorus of the song. But they play it over and over in, like, little different parts. And the lighting change. And it sort of builds this, like, three-dimensional, like, tunnel of all these band members playing parts of the song. Which eventually culminates in them singing the full chorus all together with every single part that was intended. Uh, it's really neat, and they had to do it live, and they had to do it right, and they did it, and it worked out super great. And uh, it's it's a it's just a really cool way to sort of introduce a new song to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a minute to get into it, obviously, as you start building the loops. Um, mm-hmm. And did I fully understand it at the end? Not really, but I now I <laughs> the looping really uh, the Facebook live looping. I was really I didn't quite grasp but i Me think neither. now i kind of have it yeah so. it's i don't know there's something so satisfying about as the loop gets built so like at first you just hear him do like you know a couple of notes that are in the um chorus and then like you know there's like a little bit of synth and then they slow as they slowly build up and up you can start to see like what it's building towards and then once you hear once he harmonizes with himself in that chorus, I was like, oh, here we are. We've arrived. This is delightful. It's so, ah, oh, it's so amazing. Like, I've seen this artists. This is the academics use, we know and love. <laughs> this, is the, this is the kind of academia I can get behind. Because um, I've seen artists, like, do loops live, and it's so cool. But the way that they incorporated the technology and the video component, mm-hmm. so that, yeah, it becomes this, like, 3D, and it just looks like it goes on forever. It was so cool. It was very cool. cool. Yeah, no, it's neat. And a pretty song, too. Cool. Um, all right, Sonia, what's your last one? My last one. Okay, I feel like mine kind of dovetails nicely with our conversation about Dirty. Um, it, it came out in 2002, and it is Missy Misdemeanor Elliot's Work It, a.k.a. one of the, honest-to-God, best songs to ever have been released, if you ask me. Yeah, and um, very, like, iconic music video. Oh, such an iconic music video. I feel like it's so, there's, it's so jam-packed with imagery that, like, we could almost do an hour on this. Like, there's so much to talk about. But it's, like, very much a nod to old-school hip-hop. Um, it's It contains a tribute to both Aaliyah and Lisa Left Eye Lopez, who both died um, not very long before it was made. It's totally a reclamation of female sexuality and... It's just, like, so fun and, like, I don't know. So much happens. It feels, it honestly feels like a time capsule a little bit of the year 2002 and, like, what we like to look at 
at that time. Yeah, I would say that as well. Like, well, so from, you guys even think? though the fashion is like kind of old school, even at that time. Yeah. Um, but just like even that set, that sort of creepy playground, and how what I associate with Missy is the we- strange movements. It's always like mm-hmm. a weirdo, like lean or like just like the body is doing something unnatural. Um, and she just is like she really owns this song, and she's so obviously great. She's I, amazing. And I like the song I've, is overheard for me. I've heard it obviously mm. a million times. But going back to see the music video with it, I'm just like, yeah, this is iconic for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have definitely heard the song before. I don't know, like around, perhaps like in, you know, in some, some, some person's jukebox <laughs> off in the park. Yeah. Uh, Dick uh, Clark. Over, over okay, Dick Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time I've seen this video. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it seemed pretty cool. There's lots going on. Uh, I like. There's a lot of like very old but cool camera stuff happening. And uh, the 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 moment. And I'm happy you mentioned it, Sean. And like, it just got seared into my mind. Is when she's talking to the guy in the car, and she's like at like a thirty degree angle. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like it's almost like this like weird theater stage. Like, because everything is normal in this huge shot except for this, and they're like back and forth is pretty normal. Yet she's just like, and I'm like, how do they do that? What is going on? Why? Anyway, it was pretty great. It's crazy. Yeah. Or like, there's a part where. They all just sort of spring up from the ground in like a mm-hmm. like a marionette sort of way. Like things like that movement is so just weird and unexpected and so fun. Also, one yeah. of the things that I think is funny from this video is that Allison Stoner, who some may remember as one of the little girls from Cheaper by the Dozen, um, is featured in a main dancing role. And she beat out like hundreds of other kids to be the dancing kid in that. And I just feel like that's a very 2002 thing. I recognized her as the electronic music player from Camp Rock 1 and 2. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, uh, She was definitely prominent in the video, but I had no idea who that was. She's like like (laughs) our age, and then she just, she um, performed the, with Missy recently at like Mm -hmm. the Video Vanguard Award or something, maybe. Yeah. And it was, it was a nice callback. It was. Nice. Like, oh, yeah. The child has grown <laughs> up. Oh, Allison's yeah. alive. But also, oh, yeah. One of the other things I love, though, is just, like, I love that um, it's just, like, a fun, you know, dancey song. But then it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is also about women rec- reclaiming their sexuality. And then there's also just a casual, some casual commentary on slavery. <laughs> Missy just throws it in there. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to also have some consciousness raising? I'll just sprinkle that in there for you. Yeah, she'll she'll do it. She'll do it. Yeah, yeah. She'll teach the children. Um, Okay, speaking of consciousness raising, Mm. just kidding. (laughs) But uh, so my last video is might be sort of controversial, but it is Runaway by Mr. Kanye West, which is from the 2010 album My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy which was, like, one of my favorite albums, definitely of the decade, and, mm-hmm. like, maybe of all time, and every once in a while I'll go back to it, because it's, it's, like, so genius. It's really good. And this is uh, one of my favorite songs from it, and then also the video is so, uh, is so arresting. And also, it was done 
one month before Black Swan came out. So oh, maybe there's reparations there. <laughs> um, anyway, so if you haven't seen it, it basically is just like it's a clip from his. He has like a half hour film called Runaway, but this is sort of a, a clip from it. And he basically just uh, is performing the song on a lone piano. A bunch of uh, ballerinas in black tutus whisk in and just do. Uh, it's very simple. They just they dance while he performs. Uh, but the imagery is so nice. There's like a long table of like sort of like a black royalty like family just watching. And yeah, it's like. It's such a beautiful video. What do you guys think? Uh, well, uh, I had heard the song before, because a fellow student of mine had used it for end credits in a movie once. And uh, this was also my first time watching this video. Uh, it made me very curious, because I did see that it was an excerpt. So I, I do hope to watch the full thing, just to see if, like, like is it, you know, separate bits of things? Or does is there more of a, like, full presentation going on? Um, it, uh, I was kind of hoping for more of a dramatic movement in the dance from like, cause you can see a few of them start to break from like the very formal, uh, ballerina style to something. And I was kind of hoping for like a bigger, so if that happens in the larger film, that would make much more sense. Mm -hmm. Have you guys both seen the full? Uh, a long time ago. Oh, okay. This but, is like um, kind of the best part, honestly. Okay, interesting. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it, it was good, but I, I was just sort of waiting for, like, some big moment that I don't really feel like came. Like, it was almost like, like, focusing on him, like, a reverse angle on him was, like, the big sort of thing that was supposed to happen, yeah. which I thought was weird. Yeah, I kind but, of was left being like, I don't get it. I don't know what I was supposed to take away from it exactly. Like, I love the song. The dancing is beautiful. The imagery of the table is beautiful, but I don't, I just, I don't know. And maybe that's me trying to, like, impose meaning where there doesn't have to be meaning, like, I, or, but I or there isn't clear. a set meaning, but I don't know. I didn't know what the takeaway was. Yeah, I do think it's clear that it's part of a whole, though, right? Like, it's evident that there's something missing on either side of it because there was something intended to be there, right? And again, like, Sean, I don't know if it's the end or the middle or whatever, but, um, yeah. It, it did absolutely make me want to see more of it. Yeah. So. I think just because for me, the song is so sincere and it's not really, uh, you know, it's like a bit of a departure for Kanye. And mm -hmm. just like, I, I don't know why I just found it so clean and simple. And the movements I thought were so uh, just visually arresting. Mm. And it was kind of one of the first for me moments of realizing the pairing of like the artistry of making a music video i guess mm. i just kind of like for a while was like oh yeah you make a a little dance video uh that goes <laughs> along with it but this is like one of the first ones where i was like oh you can create a piece of art that accompanies your your music and elevates it mm. so anyway well well said sean well perhaps said. yeah not perhaps yeah. not for everyone and also Definitely in later years, not for everyone. Well, Kanye, it's so complicated with Kanye because, I mean, the thing I think about all the time is, like, 
I can't imagine being famous and suffering from bipolar disorder publicly because the way that mania works, like it, you have these delusions of grandeur and basically if you're that famous, you have those delusions affirmed. Mm-hmm. And so I can't even imagine how difficult it would be to like stay grounded in some ways going through that because like, I don't know. Anyway, it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very complicated person. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is the end of our first music video chat. And that was fun. And mm-hmm. I would love to suggest that we do another in the future. And maybe I agree. More. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm surprised no. We I'm have surprised quorum. no one brought up Lemonade. God. I was going I to, that, but I was like, well, I, I can't was, make you guys watch sure. a whole movie. We I have, for sure thought it was going to happen. I almost well, did formation. Um, next time. Well, yeah, Beyonce has a lot of music videos that the her probably her highest accolades is for like single ladies, mm-hmm. which is probably her simplest one. Yeah. That she's made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the future, maybe Beyonce will find her way. In, onto our lips. Mm-hmm. Um, like liquid. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyone have a quickie what you're watching? I just have one. I watched Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it was weird. Kind of f- cute. Uh, a bizarre world. And did, I still don't quite know how I feel about it. Did you enjoy Rita Ora? Um, she is in it for like a minute. She's like... Yeah. <laughs> The containment chamber's about to burst, and then she like dies. <laughs> I love it. But it is Spoiler funny that they show. credit. They're like Rita Ora's in it, and she like does nothing. Yeah. But Justin um, Smith is the lead, and he's very he's he he's a nice little star. Mm-hmm. I watched The Notebook this weekend for some reason. I haven't seen it in a hundred thousand years. Um, and like most of the, for like most of the film, I was just like, this is quite toxic. I don't know that these two people should be together. Like, there's a lot going on here. This is complicated. And then I got to the end and I was just like, oh my God, right. This is just contrived to make you sad. Like the moment where she realizes that it's about She's her like, it's and then you. anything from there on in, you're just crying. And it's like, yeah. there's no way not. To, it's just ugh, Nicholas Sparks. Anyway, I don't have any hot takes. It was just a wild ride. <laughs> Uh, uh, very quickly, I watched um, Nicolas Cage's Lord of War. I can't remember. It's like 2012 or something mm-hmm. that came out. Uh, it's about a gun runner. Uh, it's very good. It's better than it used to be. It's aged better. And the themes have gotten more real and scary. So Yikes. watch it. It's really great. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank Saskatoon Zagaris for letting us use their theme song, Manatuna, for our theme song. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow, and have a great night. Bye! Bye. See ya!